Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soa, your new morning show where Real Talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing in the cafe? Are you ready for some hot and steamy conversation this morning? What you drinking on? What you sipping on? Carmel Macchiato? That's my favorite beverage right there. That's how I get my day started. Hot and steamy. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This, this is Stephen, and I just wanted to share. You should always be in a place where you're celebrated. Life is too short to stay somewhere and tolerate If you cannot help a person, don't hurt them, especially with women. Always just whole essences that bring out the best in other people. It's something that touches other people, and that's what your show does. It doesn't. It's not just conversation as you started. It actually has a purpose. Happy Saturday, everyone, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. It's your girl, Soy, bringing you stimulating conversation to the Blue Nation. It's always a joyous occasion in the cafe. Drink on it. Think on it. Let's talk now. If Soy means I am, therefore you are bold, beautiful, intelligent, confident, amazing, and leaving your insecurities and inabilities to be tested and rested while you have real talk with soy. Welcome to the Fast K, where you can unapologetically be you. Stop doing and start doing in the cafe. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, you all. I'm excited about our podcast today, and um, I'm just blessed to be here for another Super Saturday. We're having liquid sunshine in the uh, Atlanta area, and it's still going to be a beautiful day. So no matter where you are, what you're going through, make the best of it, make the most of it. You have one life to live, and I'm giving you permission to unapologetically be you. Well, as you know, I don't hang out in the cafe alone. You know, sometimes I'm forced to hold it down. But this morning, I'm blessed to have this amazing man hanging out with me. So y'all say good morning. To my right hand, brand man in the Blue Nation. Good morning, B. How are you? What up? What up? I'm good. I'm good. Everything is chill. Everything is peace. Um, so I did. I did get the uh, the, the new whip. Uh, thanks for everybody. Shout out um, about the accident that I was in. So uh, everything is all good now. Um, one thing I will say is this: I hate shopping for cars. The the haggling, the, the, the all of it, and I mean. I'm a good I'm a good negotiator, but oh my god, it gets on my nerves when I have to do it all the time. So, I did get that. Everybody's safe and sound. I got a nice big truck, so now we're good to go. All right. So, thank you, Soy, for uh, uh, you know hooking me up and making sure I was good and all that. You know, thank you, I appreciate it. You know, you're the best always. <laughs> big truck, the big truck for a big man. I like that. Yeah, I like something that. like that. It's not a monster truck though. It's not like one of those, you know, like F one fifty, like a pickup truck. It's not like that. You know, a little something, something. I like I'm a mid-end truck, I like mid-end yeah, trucks. I'm not I think it's best. Get yeah, out of the truck. It is. It is. You know, that's kind of sexy. So I, I just can't do. So I can't do the small cars anymore. Like I mean. I, you know, I'm a sports car guy when I like when I when I go on vacation, something like that. But like, I can't do like a a sports car, um, you know, just for me. But I was, you know, it was a it was a sedan. It was a it was a big sedan. You know, it was a 300 that I was driving. And it's the second one that I, I you know, got into an accident with. So I think the universe is trying to tell me something. So I didn't get it again. But you know, that's that. we'll leave. No, no, no. It's yeah. Oh. It's the second one that I've been in that accident, and like, I didn't do it. Like, you know, but like, I, I don't know. Like, it's the second one that I've been in that accident, and and um, I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it anymore. <laughs> Just, I've been jaded. Yeah. Well. Praise God that you're okay. Thank God that you came out okay, and and you're doing fine. So, thank you for that. 
Appreciate the love. Appreciate the love. So tell me, what we got what we got going on in the cafe today? Well, B, you know, it's, it's October. It is October, and um, we must recognize some of the traditional celebrations that happen in October, one is of which is recognized by the Pink Ribbon, uh, Breast Cancer, and then there's another one recognized by the Purple Ribbon, which is domestic violence. And, and so this morning, you all, we have for you a very hot topic um, about domestic violence and how it has a new face. Yeah, domestic violence don't look like what it used to. Just like technology, it changes. Domestic violence has a new face. You know, children in abusive homes can experience effects of abuse in multiple ways. And then this morning, we're going to talk about how our children experience and deal with domestic violence and how it translates from what they see, what they experience. Even though they're indirectly affected by it, they can walk away with scars. And we're going to talk about that this morning in terms of what those scars can be and, and, and how we deal with it. Uh, so um, hang out with us uh, this morning. Um, feel free to dial in 347-855-8743, as well as post your comments in the Facebook Live feed, either on Soy Soy Camara or Coffee Talk with Soy Show page. Now, whether children are directly or indirectly exposed, children who are exposed experience painful effects of abuse. Even if they themselves are not directly being hurt, they feel that their pain and fear comes from fear of living with someone who is threatening and controlling. And since abuse and violence are learned behaviors, part of the impact on children can also be involved with them taking on cultural beliefs that support domestic abuse, which can reveal themselves in a number of ways in their lives. Brandon, you ever met a kid and you could just kind of sense that something was going on with them where they may have been exposed to some kind of domestic violence or some kind of abuse? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, remember I was telling you before that I used to do, um, I used to work for, it's ironic that you had them on last week, I used to work for Covenant House in New York. And um, before I actually started working for them, my job with um, Greenwich Village Youth Council was to remove young people from an unsafe environment to a safe environment. Um, so more often than not, what that means in real life is that we had to take them away from pimps. Um, we had to take them away from abusive parents. We had to take them away from, um, um, you know, domestic situations that they were in. So th- there's some there's some telltale signs. Um, one telltale sign is if if there's something wrong, if they um if you notice a kid hides his food, that's one thing of, of some type of abuse or a domestic situation. A second thing is if they if they if they if they they have a real problem identifying and looking you in the eye, like you know, like not not in a standoffish way, but if they have a problem, like you know, if they keep their head down, like if they just if they constantly, constantly keep their head down, um, and if they constantly look towards the ground, or if when you raise your voice, they kind of like flinch. So those are some really big telltale signs. Some of the smaller ones are are something like, um, I don't feel comfortable. Like I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable. They'll always talk to you about how they feel um, when you get there. You know, I don't feel like that's a good idea. I don't feel like this. I don't feel like that. Those guys. They feel hurt differently. Um, so what ends up happening is they identify things from a feeling perspective. Um, more more uh, kinesthetic, I think, is, is what it's called. Oh, my goodness. You know, I'm still stunned on you saying that they, they hide their food. And, um, and I guess that would be from what being uh, – what feeling like the, the neglect or or the or the fear of not having? Um, why, why would they hide their food? So the reason why they hide their food is because so their their 
for lack of a better term, I hate to use this, but for, the, for lack of a better term, their world is about to come crashing down. Um, so what ends up happening is that they, they feel like their world is, is going to come crashing down at one point, you know, like they feel like the jig is up, right? So they hide their food in preparation for the, um, for the next thing that's going to happen, right? So mommy leaves, daddy leaves, they hide their food in preparation for that because they know that they're going to be out on the street. Now, even if, it's, if, if they couldn't be farther from the truth, that's, that's their reality. I um last week uh, I did I did a live show last week I was in DC and I did a show there um the forty um Kevin Durant teenage project um for the youth in terms of helping them um collect clothing uh, donations of food and poetry items for the homeless kids and I had an opportunity to with some kids and, and to meet a few youth that was, um, it, it, just, it just touched my heart. Um, and, and, I, and I spoke a little bit on that um, in saying that, you know, some of these kids uh, do not come from, from bad situations. You know, it, life happens to them and they're out on the street. But, but what I did um, begin to realize after the fact when like, I, think I thought about it as I was traveling back to Atlanta, was that in, in listening to some of their stories, right, um, this one kid was telling me how when he would go home to Chicago, his situation was so bad that he knew he couldn't stay there. And then that although there wasn't um, physical abuse that he spoke about, there was a lot of verbal abuse and emotional abuse and neglect. And, you know, and, and I, and I, um, I want to offer that to, to say that that's the new face of domestic violence. Now, we're neglecting these kids. Um, they don't have conversation. Um, they're not getting love. They're, they're not getting um, affirmation. Um, the parents are just not there, and they're neglecting. They're abusive. So that makes them privy to anything the street has to offer them, whether it's sexual abuse, um, exploitation, prostitution, um, things like that, and, and, and that's kind of uh, how I see um, domestic violence has a new face with the kids. What do you think about that, Brad? Especially from a person who's been working with kids before. So, um, so yeah, so there's two parts to that. So, and I want to be careful about what I say and how I say it. So, there's two parts to that. So, domestic violence, um, so, okay, child abuse and domestic violence are, you know, relatively different. So domestic violence, assuming domestic violence has to do with a relationship, that's one part of it. And then um, the, the, the domestic violence that is more towards the child abuse um, aspect. So if we're just talking about relationship domestic violence, um, then this is how it works. You have mom and dad, they argue, they fight. And, um, you know, they're, they're imposing their reality or their relationship on to the young person. The young person sees this, gets into a relationship where either he is incredibly aggressive towards her or she allows for him to be incredibly aggressive towards her um, or vice versa. It's not gender specific. So, um, what happens in situations like that is very simple. They've been ingrained. Uh, the young person has been seeing that, experiencing it, living it. It's been their reality since birth, so they think it's right. So one familiar case that we have with that is who? Chris Brown, right? Um, he grew up in an abusive situation and allegedly was abusive towards his partners. So that's something that we can definitely identify with, especially because he's, you know, a public figure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, what ends up happening is, is that the examples that we set forth for this young person or young people, um, then it becomes okay to either do or not, not to do, of course. Now you have another one where um, another form of domestic violence is, 
Let's see here. Um, I'm trying to figure out a good way to explain it. So another, another, I think that, so more like along the lines of prostitution, I don't think that stems directly from, um, maybe, maybe not in all cases, stems directly from domestic abuse, but more often than not, child abuse. Okay. So, and I just want to identify a couple of things. What are some things that you think, let me, you know, let me just ask, what are some things that you think count as domestic violence? So is it an argument? Is it how you handle the argument? Like, what do you, what do you classify as domestic violence? And then we'll figure out what is classified as domestic violence. That's a, that's a good question. Let's, let's get our text to put that out on Facebook Live. How do you classify domestic domestic violence? But here's my answer to to that being: I I think that when you are in the position of power, right, um, or you use your power to control a, another person, that's violent behavior. I, I I think I think that's I think that's a form of abuse, and abuse is violent behavior. Um, I, I think that when you are so, let's say here, this is a few examples. Um, you have the um, the man, of course, he physically has has power, and he uses that power to intimidate the party to get what he wants, right? So that is that's 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 balance. That's domestic balance to me, because you are abusing your power. There there are women too now. There are women don't there are women too now who are. Uh, who are being accused of being, you know, valid um, and, and being brought up on domestic violence charges because they, too, do it. You know, they, they're hitting the man, getting upset, fighting, hitting him, putting, putting their hands on him, and, and knowing that he may be a guy who will restrain himself out of respect or he just may be the kind of guy who won't hit a woman. And yet you use that. You have some controlling power over him to get your way. I, I think that too, equally, is just as offensive and just as wrong um, if the guy was to do it. How's that do? I, Score me. Absolutely. So, so that is so that's very close to my definition of domestic violence. Um, so, let me let me tell you my definition. My definition is um, it definitely includes intimidation. It definitely includes assault or battery, assault and or battery. Um, and and so just so people know, battery is like um, you know like is, is more verbal. Assault is physical. So um, it so let me just be very clear. Those women or or you know that you see spazzing on their man, so to speak, you know, and screaming and hooting and hollering in the street, that is technically battery. All right, and so there's actually a, a crime, and that you can actually, you know, you can you can be charged with a misdemeanor for. I don't think you can be charged with um, felony battery unless it's accompanied by assault. Case in point, assault and battery. Um, so with that being said, the way that it works, um, domestic violence works like this. It's the willful intimidation, physical assault, battery, sexual assault, and or other abusive behavior as part of a systematic pattern of power, like you said, and control perpetrated by one intimate partner against another. Okay? It includes physical violence, sexual violence, psychological violence, and emotional abuse. Now, that's very important because the the the, the Issues come from the whole psychology of it, not just because you got into an argument. So, guys, you're out there and you think that you're a bad guy and all of that because you got into an argument and called your lady, you know, your queen a bitch. That is not domestic violence. Um, it's wrong. We probably shouldn't do that. Yes, she was acting bitchy, and yes, she probably deserved it, but we didn't need to call her that. So, with that being said, what ends up happening is is the 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 systematic like the, 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 the whole production of you trying to psychologically put this person down, you make sure that you tell them they ain't shit. You make sure that you have a problem with everything they do. You make sure that um, nothing is ever good enough. That's domestic violence, okay, because it starts, it starts at a psychological point. Um, 
it usually never, ever, 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 ever starts out physical. So first date, um, oh, I'd rather go here than there, and the guy smacks her. That usually never happens, right? So I don't think that anybody's ever heard of a case like that. The woman wouldn't stay. So what ends up what what ends up happening is it, it increasingly gets more violent, um, and it increasingly becomes more secluded. So the guy will demand that you not hang out with your friends. The guy will do, or or the person, excuse me, the person will demand that you not hang out with your friends. Would demand that you not be around your family, and then it'll get physical. Yeah. Once, once the alien, I, I, excuse me. I, I, I know a female that's going through that right right now. She is doing this to her new husband in terms of being controlling, um, intimidated by others. You, you know, and, and I'm saying this because we sleep on the fact that this happens from the female's uh, side, but but it does. And the power that she uses over him is the children. Is the children. You know, so she's screaming oh. and yelling and verbally um, abusing him, um, which does classify as a domestic violence situation. Um, but I, I think I gave some, some really good tips. And, and I think, Brandon, one of the things that, that comes from the heart of, of the person, of the abuser, is the lack of self-esteem, the lack of self-confidence. So here's what I think. The lack of confidence definitely plays a part in it. There's some type of um there's some type of self-worth issues usually in a situation like that. Um and that self-esteem the so 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 let me just say this. Um I don't think that you could be a victim of of domestic violence, you know? With all due respect. I I I would worry mm-hmm. more about you. Yeah, you, sorry. I will worry more okay. about you being the one that was actually being domestically violent, right? So strong women that actually know how to put their foot down, they usually don't have those problems, um, usually. Um, and so what ends up happening with them, what ends up happening with them is they encounter a guy that does that, and he'll back off. She'll like the guy, but he'll back off and be like, oh, I'm not dealing with that, you know. Because it's not easy. She's not, you know, she she doesn't have low self-esteem. She's not in a position to, to just take it, you know, as it were. So she's not going to deal with that. Um, that's not that's not her speed. So um, I don't think that you would have that issue. Now, could you, it, it, could you be with a weak guy? And let's just say the guy was weak. And would you probably take advantage of that? Probably. So um, now... Mm-hmm. I've had that brand situation, and 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 I cannot do that. I cannot be with a weak guy. I cannot. I've had to walk away from a nice guy, nice guy, but not man enough. Yeah. Right. Real talk. But not man enough, exactly. And so, and so that doesn't necessarily mean that this individual has to be hard and tough and mean. It just means that he has to be, you know, for all intents and purposes, manly. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think that, whereas you don't think it's an issue for a guy to cry, I don't think that a guy just sitting there boo-hooing at every movie and every whim is going to be your speed. It's just, it's just not going to work. You know, the first thing you would tell him is, yo, man up. <laughs> right? Right. You got it. Okay. And te- now, technically, that could be classified as domestic violence. If he was doing something like that and you're exerting some type of power over him. Technically, that could be considered domestic violence, but you're not. You know, it's, it's not. It's not traditional domestic violence. You're not being violent toward him, but you're psychologically infringing on some freedom. Now, would I do that? <laughs> yes. And again, not intentionally, <laughs> not in a mean way. Not in a mean way. Sometimes we do it and don't know it. Like sometimes we do things and we and we don't know. It's not like you know. It's not like we're trying to be mean. It's, you know, we just it's 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 one of those things that you know they they happen and you're just like oh man that's, that's okay that's what that is. On that note, B. On that note. On that note, B. 
I think we need to transition. Because I have some comments on that. I have some but but I but our tech is giving us a cue that we need to go to our commercial break. So um yeah, y'all hold tight for what someone has to say about that. How about that, B? How about that? Yo, let's do it. Let's pay these bills. Let's get with it. Put it. Have you heard? Sponsorships are requested. Coffee Talk with Soy is looking for dynamic entrepreneurs like yourself. If you're motivated, energetic with a message or product, consider advertising with us. It's a win-win. For more information on those advertising and sponsorship packages, visit the website Coffee Talk with Soy or call me at 515-I-GOT-SOY. And again, that's 515-I-GOT-SOY.
talked about tips and recognizing in everyday lives. We talked about the face change that domestic violence has. And Brandon even gave a very, very, very clear description of what domestic violence is. And um, I hope that um, Kevin White, who's one of our Facebook uh, supporters, is uh, listening uh, to the show, continuing to listen to the show, because he had a comment about what domestic violence was. As you see, Kevin, you were wrong. So check out Brandon's statement. And uh, for those of you who may be confused about it, um, go back and share that um, information with others as well. Listen to it, listen to it, listen to it, and share it with others as well. So now that we've given you all of that, where do we take them from here? How do people begin to um, heal from this? I mean, we're not counselors. We're not therapists. Brandon has experience in working with kids. I have experience in working with women. We have website information on, on, our, um, on the show page for you to get help, um, hotline through the call. But from a personal perspective, how do we begin to give support to those who we know may be experiencing or going through issues with domestic violence? What you think? About this, um, we've talked about this before. And the, the absolute, so I told you, don't call me. Um, if you're not ready to go ahead and absolutely leave the situation, if you're not serious about it, don't call me. Um, but you absolutely, rule number one, the first thing, you absolutely have to make a decision. You have to choose not to be in that situation anymore. You have to choose that you're better than that. And you have to choose that that's not what your reality is. Once you choose that, then you can actually start moving forward and making strides to go forward. Um, and then what that situation will look like is absolutely be away from that situation. Absolutely. So there is no other way to leave the situation if you're staying in the situation. Um, if, you're making, if you're making excuses about why it's okay, you're not ready yet. Um, and the only thing that's going to happen is that, that you're, you're going to hurt the people that love you and to hurt the people that are trying to help you. Um, and, 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 and you're going you're gonna, to um, end up burning bridges. So the, the best thing to do would be to leave the situation first, commit to the change, commit to leaving the situation, um, and commit to that growth. Yes, it's tough. Get it. Yes, it's, it's, it's hard to do it. Yes, you probably have kids or could have kids, all of that, but you absolutely have to leave the situation. Then the next move would be to go and grab some help. Seriously talk to somebody, and if you need to get the you know authorities involved, then that's one thing, but seriously talk to somebody, have that conversation and begin the healing process. Um, but, but to answer your question in short, Soy, you absolutely have to decide that you want to change and you have to decide that that's not what you want. Unless you, until you do that, it's, it's just going to keep going. There's no, in reality, it's just, it, there's nothing different. So if there's nothing different, then, you know, you, you kind of setting yourself up for failure all the way through and through. Well, you know, as Brandon said, you know, Brandon said, don't call him unless you're ready to do something about it. Because he'll come up there and dress the guy and, and um, blow the cover. But let me, let me just say this in all seriousness that, <laughs> you know, I too am that person too. I'm, I'm a fighter too. I'm a change agent. So you, you can't just call me and, and tell me something and just want to let it, let it lay low. Because if it's wrong or if it's something that needs, Attention, then, then you know I, I, I'm that girl. But in, in all in all honesty, um, if you are dealing with a situation that you feel that you are being mistreated, you are being um, violated, um, disrespected, um, I want you to know that you are not your past, you are not your parents, you are not your circumstances, and you deserve to be with someone who's going to love you. All of us do. We all deserve happiness. We all deserve love. And it's okay to walk away from situations like that. And there is a way to do that. There is stuff out there. And the first thing you want to do is to contact these organizations because they have things in place that can help you. If you don't want your family to know, you don't want your friends to know, reach out to these organizations. They have support there for you. Um, you know, I did a show a few years ago where I am, um, it was during this time, and I'm sick you can find it and post it on this feed. But we did a show um, a few years ago about domestic violence, and a woman was on there telling her story. 
And in her story, she, she told how she worked in corporate America, had a really good job. She met this guy who worked in the same building she worked in. He had a good job. As I remember, I think he may have been an attorney, maybe, or someone with some political power. Well, they began dating. He began isolating her um, from her family and friends, and, and he had some kind of emergency situation. They ended up, he ended up moving with her, and then shortly after, they lived together. It just kind of fell into that pattern, and he became valid with her. They were in corporate America. She had a great job. So did he, making good money, and she was being violated. He was physically abusing her, verbally abusing her, and um, she said when her family would inquire about it, she would find herself protecting him because she would feel sorry for him. His makeup game was on point. He would send her, buy her cars, send her flowers, all kinds of expensive gifts, and that was his way of apologizing. And when those things didn't work, he fell to his knees and begged her to stay, not to leave, and cry. And she always felt, okay, one more time, one more time, you know, I'll just hang in there. Well, after they had uh, a child, um, and, and she even, she even mentioned during that story, one time she was pregnant, he dragged her out the house in their subdivision because he was upset about something hitting and beating her while she was pregnant. She continued to stay. Now they have a child, and I think at this point the child was about five years old when um, he yelled at the daughter. So she finally, still, when that happened, she finally got the courage to leave because she saw, she didn't see the impact it was having on her, but she saw the impact it was having on her child. And when he began to you know, verbally uh, yell at the child and verbally assault her daughter, it snapped to her that I need to leave. So she did leave the relationship, drew help from those supports, and then she said that um, he would have visitation, and he ended up physically hitting the daughter, and that was when she rose up and, and started fighting him back legally and in every sense of the word fight. But at that point, it ended. The domestic violence ended. But my point is that it starts somewhere, and it could be anywhere. It's not just about how much money you make or where you live. People are hurting. Hurt people hurt people. You do not deserve that kind of behavior, nor do your children. Find happiness for yourself. Find peace. You do have a way out. You do have a way out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely do. And um and, and, and like you said, and I'm sorry to hear about your 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 friend's experience. Um but yeah, just because you have a good job and just because you know you're you're climbing a success ladder does not make you um impervious to it. You know, so recognize the signs early. Something makes you uncomfortable, have that conversation and, and identify the response to the conversation. If <laughs> you you know, I, I believe everybody knows you know, you don't just wake up and, and it's happening. So um, there's some clear indications of, yo, maybe this is not right. Um, and when we start making excuses for people, you know, and situations, then, you know, we, we become guilty as well, you know. And so, you know, there's there's some accountability there. That, you know, there's, there's definitely accountability there that needs to be had. So um, just keep that stuff in mind, guys, and, and, and in – you know, identifying your power and, and doing what you need to do to, you know, protect your family. Don't let it become a situation where your family has to be protected first for you to go ahead and, and, and get right. You know, you, so you're, you're better than, than all of that, you know, and, and, and you need to know it. Um, and if you don't, then, you know, there's some people in places that, that can help out with that as well. Um, one is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. You know, give those guys a call. Have, ask a question. Hey, listen, am, maybe you don't know your domestically violent, you know, violent situation. Hey, listen, am I being domestically violent? Am, am I being abused? You know, you know, this is the situation that happened. And, you know, those are not, you know, those are real people. Those are not just boohoo groups. And, you know, oh, my husband screamed at me. You know, it's not that. Oh, my wife is being mean. No, it's not that. It's, they'll give you some serious, solid answers. So take advantage of those free resources. So, B, if they fight every night, is that, is that domestic violence? And she's like, you know, he hit me, but I hit him back. I ain't scared. 
So is that domestic violence if she fights back? So that's just so 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 let me so yes that so anything so when it comes when it becomes physical remember that's abuse so you're not supposed to be hitting each other you know so when it becomes physical that that is abuse and it's wrong um at that point I believe that some things need to change or you need to separate period it just it, there's no two ways about it um because if that stuff is not checked early you could definitely find yourself um, in a full-on domestic situation, not even a, just a domestic abuse, just an abusive situation, because there, there's no way to stop it. You know, it becomes the norm now, you know. So um, you telling me to shut the F up and, and that going unchecked, that becomes the norm. And and there's no, there's no other place for that to go but up. So um, now when you tell me to shut the F up, now you got to put your hand in my face. You know what I'm saying? Because because shut the F up was the norm. So now you have to it's, remember I told you the secret is it's increasingly violent. It doesn't just it doesn't just stop. It's increasingly violent. So with the whole finger in the face now, and now maybe not a finger in the face, but now you push me, or maybe you choke me, or maybe you know you grab my arm, you know to the point where I'm hurt, or you know so and then and then ultimately until where you feel like you know you have to get your point across so bad that you punch me. So it, it it doesn't start with, you know, like I told you, it very rarely just starts with a hit, you know, it, you know, Hey baby, let's go here. No, I don't want to go there and then fight. So it's not that, um, it's increasingly violent. So if, if y'all are hitting each other and if somebody, so first of all, keep your hands to yourself. Don't hit me, you know, and I, and, and, and I'm not going to hit you. So, um, if I feel like I have to defend myself, I'm not going to let you cut me up and stab me and wound me and hurt me. I've seen people that because their mother told them that never hit a woman, that I don't believe in that. If you come at me with a weapon and I feel like I'm threatened, I'm going to defend myself and everybody around me. So that's that. I don't care who you are. Um, so don't, don't do that. Um, and like you said, it's, it's a power thing. And what ends up happening is the person with the power or that feels like they have that power they exert that power. So you, you have to be very careful with that as well. Um, and, and the last thing I'm going to say about that is that um, if you feel like you need to defend yourself from anybody that you're in an intimate relationship with, it's time to go. And, that, I mean, that's that's the last thing I'm going to say about that. But, you know, it's just very simple if you want it to be. Well, it may not be simple, but it's doable. You know, and there no, are no. It, the, so the solution is simple. The action might be difficult. Oh. The action is very difficult. The solution is simple. Um, sorry, I can't pay my bills. Brandon, make more money. Oh, the solution is simple. How you go about doing it. Well, that's another story. But there is a way out. And like Brandon said, it starts with you making a choice. Choose better for you and your family. Choose life. Choose your life. Choose you. You are worth it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today at the cafe. And uh, for those of you who are um, being uh, abused, um, please go back and listen to this podcast. I'm listening to it and listening to it until you feel the power. Um, if you want to reach out, please email me, soylatteyalive.com. Uh, I am not a counselor, I'm not a therapist, but I know people, and and Brandon knows people, and we can definitely get you some support and and some help. And for those of you who are the abuser, God help you. God help you. For those of you who are the abuser, you are a coward. You are insecure coward, and you should not be mistreating people. You should not be mistreating people. That is wrong. That is wrong. Definitely wrong, definitely wrong. Um, but in all seriousness, you all, we, we, uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us in the cafe. We hope that this message and this information will share light and help those who are in need who are brokenhearted. Share, share, share. Share the lives. Share the caring. And share this podcast. Y'all have a great weekend. Um, thanks a lot for tonight.
be empowered, and be unapologetically you. Happy Saturday. Thanks for hanging out with us. Have a good weekend. We out. Say goodbye, B. Say goodbye, B. Later, B. I just love this show, Coffee Talk with Soy. That is your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I'd like to thank the listeners and the guests for joining me in the cafe today. What a wonderful time we had. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy, from your app store. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. Stay connected. Stay connected, folks, by visiting the website, coffeetalkwithsoy.com, as well as looking for us under your social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name Coffee Talk with Soy. Remember, the size of the problem is never the issue. Remember, it's the size of you. Be great because you are awesome. Tell them Soy said so. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye.